0: Yeah, listeners. Welcome to Full Metal Movie Reviews, this week we're doing a special flashback, a movie that's near and dear to my heart, one of my all-time favorite movies, it's none other than Arnold Schwarzenegger's The Predator, with me to discuss all things that hunt by infrared is Anth. Anth, how are you bud?
1: Yeah I'm good Sam, I'm very excited, this is an awesome film.
0: <laughs> it's one of the best, one of the best. Now, listeners, um, I'll be up. I'll be up front with you. Uh, it's like forty degrees. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, but it's exceptionally hot here um, down in Adelaide. And so, I've got the air conditioner on. So, if you can hear that humming in the background, apologies, but I'm not turning it off because if there's one thing I like more than movies: it's aircon. So, Anth, let's start. Yes. Where does this film rank for you in terms of? All
1: time favorite action films? Oh, all time favorite action films, look. It it ranks pretty high. Why it ranks pretty high is that it's so simple and so effective. Um, In today's day and age, the action might seem to be a bit outlandish, and especially that, you know, the beginning scene where they infiltrate that rebel base or whatever. Um, But that's what, to me, makes it so good.
0: Yeah, and. Let's get real, guys. This doesn't have a lot of plot, um, but it's the action sequences and set pieces, and the, and the, the actual character design of the Predator, which makes this film really iconic. Um, for those for those kids on the new kids on the block that maybe haven't heard of this film, I, I can't imagine anyone on this planet who's into movies who doesn't know this film. It came out in ninety seven. Um, no, sorry ninety sorry not ninety eighty seven. Apologies. Came out in 87. Um, to, I'd say moderate to, yeah, moderate fanfare. It um, it wasn't all that particularly well received at the time in the sense that it was just perceived to be another dumb action film. But this movie had legs and particularly because of the home video market, it really, I would say, ascended cult status and now just become one of these iconic Films um, that that really kind of cement Arnold Schwarzenegger and the uh, various other actors as, as well mainly Arnold Schwarzenegger as a mega action
1: superstar. Yeah, but if you look at the reviews that were negative for the time, I mean they come from the critics, and back then, I mean there was no internet, so there was no IMDb and there was no user reviews. So critics really uh, were important to the movie industry. Um, not so much now, but back then they were really important. So those reviews, as a, as a first hit, and the director, this was the director's first studio film too. So that's a uh, a very important you know point uh, when you're looking at this movie um, that over time they developed that cult status, it developed the success.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and let's get real. It, it didn't. It did make a truckload of money at the time when it was released because I think it came out as number one and number two in the states. Um, but it, it it really resonated in the home video market. I mean, everybody everybody had this movie um, in their collection. I remember in the in the um, mid nineties. So, guys, basically, a very quick uh, plot synopsis: um, Arnold Schwarzenegger leads a team of special forces who get hired by CAA to go into a fictional um, South American uh, country called Valverde, and basically, the point of the mission is that the CIA wants the Special Forces team to retrieve an operative or, uh, I don't know, an intelligence officer. He's been held captive by a bunch of um, rebels or guerrillas who are fighting in the jungle. So, lo and behold, they go on the mission. Um, soon Things soon turn sour when they start to notice uh, American uh, helicopter pilots that have been skinned alive. Um, they start noticing odd things in um in particularly with um, the mission itself and they soon learned that the mission was a ruse by the CIA to ineffectively just gone to a, you know, a deep intelligence sort of operation and that there was no retrieval. So this caused a bit of friction amongst the team but soon soon enough, they kind of realized that where they were the hunters, they're now being hunted by some, some weird sort of extraterrestrial alien which... Over time, over the course of film, picks uh, one of the special forces off one by one, and leaving and the characters Dutch to be the sole survivor. And it, and it it culminates or comes to the pinnacle of the film is is Dutch using good old fashioned human ingenuity and primitive weapons and techniques against this super intelligent uh, futuristic monster. And they go one on one at it, and Dutch comes out the winner. Slash, there is a nuclear explosion, but we won't worry about that. Um, <laughs> And so the Special Forces yep. team, I gotta say, there's no weak link. There's the reason why I love this film is there's no actual weak link in the um, in supporting characters. So, you know, with most not 80s action films, you'd get, say, Arnold or Sylvester Stallone, right? But then their co stars would be just some, I don't know, some B grade, C grade actor that you just can't Yeah, act. Like,
1: uh, like Belushi or whatever. Or <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm not Belushi. Um, what's his name? Uh, that doesn't matter. It'll come back to me. Um, Jim Belushi. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. That movie, uh, True Lies. Oh, my God. It's just totally escaped oh, me. Yeah. The other Arnold. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. But, anyway, yeah, yeah. We'll get the point. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Tom Arnold. That's the one. Um. Yes. So. Tom Arnold was good yes. at that film. <laughs> Yeah, he was good in that film, but you know what I mean? You've got a, you've got the megastar, and then you've got Tom Arnold. Do you know what I mean? Right. Whereas in this, you've got the megastar Arnold Schwarzenegger. You've got Carl Weathers. Uh, you've got Jesse the Body Ventura. You've got Bill Duke. You've got all these big names. Um, and then the rest of the supporting characters as well, like Sonny, um, Shane Black. They're, they're all great. There's no, you're right, there's no weak link in no. characters and there's no, no weak, weak no. link in actors as well. Even the minor actors like R.G. Armstrong is a veteran actor of the time. Yep. Um, even, well, well, he was a lot older than what he should have been to play that role, um, but uh, they put a bit of makeup on him and even that like minor character had a really big part. The alien itself, now, he wasn't as popular then, but they originally had Jean Claude Van Damme, who turned out to be the weak link because <laughs> eventually they got rid of him. Yeah. And uh, and uh, I think it was is it Kevin Peter Hall. Yeah. Played the Predator. Yeah. 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 Got him in, and uh, he did a fantastic job um, as a Predator. So yes, you're right. There's no weak link. Well, I
0: mean, if you look at it like so, say um, another big action film at the time was Cobra with Sylvester Stallone, and yeah. he's acting with um, people like. Um, Bridget Nielsen and and uh, some guy called Renny Santoni. So these, like you said, the character actor, the supporting characters in this film are on point. They're all big personalities, and they all have like, if this was film was released today, it would have a universe because each of these characters would have like maybe a backstory or or some sort of um, history that you'd want to go into more because. Oh, well, let's just go through it. So, the, basically, Unesportunous Special Forces team, because this is himself. Uh, his character is called Dutch, and he's like the leader, and he's an ex commando. Um, and then you've got um, Billy Duke as Mac. Um, now, Billy Duke is, I think he is the medic. I'm pretty sure. And then you've got like a, an, a tracker. So, I guess a guy who can um, follow, uh, um, I guess, tracks, I guess, or tr- a movement of people. Um, he's played, uh, he's Billy Saul and he's the Indian, the American Indian, um, I don't know what his real he's name is. Mark.
1: Sonny Lanham. Sonny Lanham. And, and then, and fun, fun fact, just yeah. before you, cause I love throwing these fun facts in there. Uh, they had to, uh, hire a bodyguard to be with Sonny 24 seven on set, not to protect Sonny, but to protect other people from Sonny, from starting fights and all that. He's a, uh, he was one bad, one bad mother. Huh.
0: Oh shit! Um, he he had a bit of an energy problem. All right, and then you had um, (laughs) my personal favorite Jesse Ventura as Blaine, and he was like the heavy weapons. And then you ain't got time to bleed. Ain't got time to bleed, and he had explosive expert um in Ramirez, which I think was Richard Chavez. And then you had the uh, radio operator Hawkins, and that was Shane Black.
1: So with all the with all the pussy jokes in the world,
0: and that's what I'm gonna say, like. These he guys. Bought them right, himself. These guys all had sick one-liners. So Jesse Ventura had, you know, I, don't, I ain't got time to bleed. Um, and he also had that <laughs> this stuff will make you a goddamn sexual transit dis- 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 <laughs> I can't <even> say <laughs> it. Making a goddamn uh, sexual no, 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 no. tr trans, go,
1: you just a bunch of slack jawed faggots around here. This stuff will make you a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. Just like me. Yeah, perfect, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> um, you had the iconic
0: "Get to the Chopper" from Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um,
1: what else did you, you have? Yeah, um, well, you had Billy, who um, uh, Poncho says to him, um, "bullshit, Billy, you ain't afraid of no man," and Billy goes, "something's hunting us out there, Poncho, and it ain't no man."
0: What's the um Mac one?
1: Uh, Mac, he, he um, the one who goes, "I cut song.
0: you real quiet." <laughs> And leave
1: you to bleed oh. real quiet. Yeah, that one, that line at the beginning where Dylan, like, um, he slips and he goes, uh, something along the lines of, if you uh, give up our position again, I'll ghost you right here, right now, cut you, bl- make you bleed real quiet. Like, or something along those lines. I'll, go, if he, <laughs> I'll ghost you. Or something like that. I'll ghost yeah, you. something badass. Like, uh, but then he, um, when he went on that rampage uh, just before his death, and he was like, it was, what's that song? Is it Long Tall Sally? Uh, uh, she's yeah, she's built for speed. Yeah, and he, and he's just like singing that out loud. Oh, you, <laughs> such memorable moments. She's me got everything character.
0: Uncle John needs. <laughs>
1: oh baby, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well, baby. Gonna <laughs> have me some fun. Gonna have me
0: some fun. Gonna have me some fun. Yeah. So guys, th- this is an A A grade ensemble cast. Everyone brings um, something to this movie, and I don't know this might be a weird comment to say, make sorry, but. Arnold Schwarzenegger has never looked as jacked or as, like, just as good in shape as he does in this film with a sleeveless vest and his arms are fucking pythons, huge, huge. And he just looks ripped from those 80s roids that he's been taking.
1: Um, just before you go on to um, you know Arnold Schwarzenegger being uh, a lean, mean fighting machine, um, we've, we didn't really mention Carl Weathers as Dylan. And I, I want to throw him in there um, as a character who's very important because he was the supposed bad guy. Um, but the, they built him as, deep down, he's a good guy, but he just did some bad things because that's what he thought was right. And he has this whole character arc in this film. And Carl Weathers was personally picked by the director to act with Arnold Schwarzenegger so Arnold could act off someone to bring the best out of Arnie. So there's some more trivia for you, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Carl Weathers has worked with the best. He's worked with Sylvester Stallone, and he's worked with Arnie. He's he's a he he does play a really good part. I was going to get to him a bit later on, but we might as well talk about him now. So Carl Weathers <laughs> is a CIA operative who who um, has worked with um, Dutch or Anna Swartzner's character in the past, and he's the one that coaxes them to um, get this piece of this this intelligence, right? I gotta say, yeah. The subplot between Arnie and Dylan of they were friends and then that guy's now you leveraging that friendship to get him to get Arnold Schwarzenegger to do something that's against his morals and basically leading him misleading him, sorry. Don't you reckon it kind of like it, 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 you, you just never trusted him. There's an undercurrent of mistrust, but when it came out You just wanted to. You just wanted to lay into Weathers. You just wanted to like. Ah, like it was just. He was just a villain. Like it's like he was like the heel, and it was in like a wrestling term. It was just he turned heel and he just backstabbed the heroes. And yeah, yeah, so it it was amazing.
1: It was a. It was amazing character arc at that very beginning, but you knew that there was going to be something up with Carl Weathers when he when he first joined up. I mean, giving away the position, the way the others treated him, Jesse Ventura's character spitting the tobacco on his boot. Um, you could just tell that there was something up with him. Um, but then he turned face as well. He made that full face turn. But going on the relationship you're talking about between the two characters, it was throughout the entire movie where you could see that, yeah, they used to be friends, even when – They were getting all the booby traps ready for the predator. Um, Dylan was like, "You really think this Boy Scout bullshit's gonna work?" And Dutch was like, "Well, maybe you could help us." And then he just kind of like nods his head and like, uh, "All right, whatever." And then he starts helping him out in that montage scene. And then when the predator doesn't go for the bait, he's like, "Oh, what are you gonna try next? A big block of cheese?" And you know, you got that banter between the two. Like they, you know, Dutch probably hates his guts right now. But they still got that friendship banter. It was a great, great two characters there. Great characters.
0: Oh, it was... Uh, just when he turned heel, pissed me off so much. Oh, my God. Still does to this day. But you're right. He does eventually turn face with... I guess, was it, is it the sacrifice to get Mac out? He, or does he just rage out when Mac gets killed? I think he rages out when Mac gets, when Mac no, gets killed. No, no,
1: no. So, yeah, he sacrificed um, to get Mac out. So, Mac, Mac rages out and runs off after the Predator yelling, I got you! I got you! and uh dylan (laughs) and dylan um goes up well dutch was going to go after him and dylan goes after him and dutch actually says that's not your style dylan and uh you know he dylan has a score to settle as well because his people were on that chopper and also because of him pretty much he's caused the deaths of pretty much you know everyone else that was in that group uh with arnie and and himself so he wants to get a bit of retribution as well as possibly save Mac, which, I mean, ultimately didn't work, but they're up against a pretty, you know, pretty good foe, so. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, okay. So let's maybe talk about, um, so as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, each one of the Special Forces members gets picked off by the Predator uh, one by one in, in kind of some, some of the most epic sort of fights scenes, like death uh uh, death sequences you get in film.
1: Oh, got beautiful, film. beautiful death sequences. Beautiful.
0: So, now, I'm, I haven't watched this. I, don't, I was going to watch this in preparation for this pod, but I've seen this film enough times. And mm. out of all the deaths, which one is your most favorite?
1: Oh, Dylan's. <laughs> Dylan's? Dylan's, man. I, you know, I'd, One, I love Carl Weathers, but that death, uh, when he's... Uh, He's, he's firing at the Predator. The Predator uses his laser vision. And it's right after my second favorite one, which is Max. Um, uh, the, the laser vision and then the the arm goes off. And he's just like screaming while the gun's still firing as the arm falls to the ground. And, and the, it's just shaking. And then he pulls the other gun off and just gets stabbed in the torso and lifted up. And you just – you get – it's such a beautiful shot because you get to see you, you haven't really seen the Predator yet. But then you finally get to realise just like so Kevin Peter Hall, he was six foot seven. So you get to realise just how gigantic this creature is. And that's that's why it's my favorite there.
0: <laughs> it's pretty sweet. When you see the when he when you when both of his arms get fucking cut off, it's pretty epic. It's pretty sweet. Um one I um one of that I really like. Um, is, is uh, Hawkins' death. Now, I can't exactly remember how it goes, but he, isn't he the one that gets blasted in the head? With
1: the, with no. Uh, no. Nah. That's one that gets- Mac, Mac. Mac gets blasted in the head. Hawkins is the first one to die, and his was a pretty, like, it was an off-screen death. So I doubt that was your favorite. Oh, then which one's one? Poncho, Poncho gets uh, blasted in the head, but it's, like, a very instant thing. Do you remember someone's head exploding? Yeah, re- the head exploding. Yeah, yeah, that's Mac. So that's my second favorite. That's just yeah, before Billy.
0: Yeah, okay, build. that's Mac. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty epic because he teases him up and you see the red dots on the head. Yeah, that's that is yeah. Mac. You're right. No, that's Mac. That's right. Yep. Yeah. And then he's he's brain. He's pretty much his head just
1: blows up. Yeah. yeah. So Mac is uh he's, he's he's high. Mac has been very like they built him up as like the the Boy Scout as well. But doesn't they Blaine
0: used- get? Get shot as well. Blaine
1: gets shot through the chest.
0: That's the one as well. The yeah, that's could be Blaine as well. I'm thinking of. There's one when he's running or someone's moving, and you just see that you can get lined up and bang, popped. And I reckon that's yeah, I reckon that's Blaine's death.
1: Yeah, so Blaine Blaine was uh, walking around and he see, sees uh, I think it's like a possum or something mm. in the ground, and then he gets shot. I don't even know where he got shot that first shot. So I mean, listeners. You can find me on uh, Twitter, please. It's been bothering me my whole life. Where did the predator shoot him first? I can never figure it out. Then Mm. he gets shot through the back, out through the chest. So um, that that one, that was the second death after Hawkins. And yeah, it's a very, very famous death. Because Poncho
0: gets attacked, but he doesn't die though, right?
1: Poncho doesn't die straight away. No, he doesn't. Uh, Because they're carrying him, aren't they? They're carrying him, yep, yeah, and then he gets shot. He gets shot in the head, and it's pretty like, it's a quick instant kind of, yeah. let's just yeah. get rid of this Mexican character and move on.
0: <laughs> and uh, Billy, our Billy boy, he he also has a pretty epic off-screen death because when they're trudging through the jungle trying to get to the pickup uh, LZ. Oh,
1: yeah, Sonny's death,
0: yeah. was it, no, oh, no, in the, in the jungle? He's obviously died at the hands of the Predator. Uh, um, it's, like a,
1: um, it's like a big, uh, he's just like, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's the only way to explain it. <laughs> yeah, um, i got to say
0: so. Basically, the last sequence or the fight sequence of the film is Dutch versus the Predator. He's the last one left, um, and, and, and Dutch kind of figures out that the Predator is sorry is yeah the Predator is the one is tracking them through the trees. Is actually like like almost like a monkey jumping from the tall tree branches to the tall tree branches.
1: Oh, hey, another fun fact for what? you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> they uh, tried to... They had a lot of issues. Again, it was his first shoot of film. They thought it would be a good idea to put the red suit uh, on a monkey for the tree shots. And what ended up happening... No, they did ...was it's a monkey. No, they... no, I'm not talking shit. This really? is straight from the director's mouth. Straight from the director's mouth. I watched the audio commentary in preparation. Finished watching it yesterday. The, so they put a monkey in a red suit because they wanted to get the shots of... Um, the monkey going through the trees so then they could edit um, and take the monkey out and then put the uh, predator's camouflage in but what ended up happening was that as soon as they put the red suit on the monkey the monkey wouldn't behave like a monkey anymore he was so embarrassed by the red suit that he would just sit in the corner and be embarrassed and refuse to do anything so there you go that's another fun fact.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, this guy's. <laughs> Go on. This, this director's got a lot of ideas. Um, and, and through the course of the interactions, I was going to say basically Dutch learns more and understands more about the predator. And in their final fight sequence, Dutch kind of realizes that the predator's hunting them through heat signals. So he covers himself in cold, in, basically in water and mud to, to hide his heat. Now, my question to you is this, Phones. How does he know it's. Heat signals and not like he just can't see that well because he's he's literally covered in mud, <laughs>
1: you know what yeah, I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. and it's time uh,
0: and it looks pretty. Hey, I don't know if I'd be able to see him.
1: <laughs> well, you know, yeah, true, I mean? true. If I didn't have my glasses on, yeah, I probably wouldn't have been able to see him. Um, but um, oh, he was cold, so he, he did like a bit of a shiver and shake. Um, but not only that, uh, there was like a, an animal, another possum, I guess, that was on a, um, that was on a log that the predator, um, sees, thinks is him and shoots at. So I think just being a special forces, uh, uh, guy and being uh, Dutch and being Arnold Schwarzenegger, I think that's enough explanation for you, Sam. So don't try and find any plot holes in this perfect movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I was going to say my next plot hole is, um, so Dutch rigs yep. up some traps and he then baits the predator to come back out by with a massive war cry. And the predator and him exchange blows and the Predator basically acknowledges Dutch as a worthy opponent, so he ditches his weapons and decides to go in for hand-to-hand combat because, obviously, this Predators come from a culture where the honor is in the kill, right? So mm. they engage in fights, uh, in the fight, and Arnold Schwarzenegger eventually uh, corners the, the Predator or gets the Predator to come through a trap, and he kills him by um, the weight or something. A counterweight crushes him or something. A trap, he springs a trap, and he gets crushed by a counterweight. So the Predator's there. And he's like almost dying and he flips open his arm, um, wristband, and he punches in some keys and he, and he activates a bomb. Now, the bomb has a mushroom cloud, so that means it infers that it's nuclear. Now, if this thing's nuclear, how the fuck did Dutch survive that blast?
1: Well, well. Is it nuclear? Firstly, firstly, I, I just want to say a, a couple of things. Um, go back to that original that, that fight you were talking about where he removes everything. I just want to just quick shout out. It was so cool to see the Predator bitch-slap Arnold Schwarzenegger like five or six times. Um, Go back if you haven't seen it in a while. I actually just picked it up for the first time. I never realized, but the Predator literally punches Arnie in the face and then bitch-slaps him like four times. It's awesome. Um, Yes, it is a mushroom cloud, Sam. Um, Again, convenience to the plot. Arnold Schwarzenegger had a cloaking device of his own that prevented the nuclear explosion from doing any damage to him. I got no explanation for that, man. It's just a movie. Like, move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah, fair enough. I mean Yeah. It's, I mean who cares, all right? At the end of the day, right? It's just a movie.
1: No, no, no. Look, look, it's it's a good point because it, the, that they're kind of just like it would probably would have been better if it was just like a like just a bomb like you yeah, know not that big type of epic scale bomb um but another fun fact um when that nuclear explosion does happen we see the helicopter pilot's face that helicopter pilot and he goes i think he says something like what the hell or something along those lines that's the Predator. That's Kevin Peter Hall, ladies mm. and gentlemen. He's he's he passed away uh, a fair while ago, not long after Predator Two. Um, but yes, that's that's the Predator. Um,
0: yeah. So, all in all, the, from beginning to end, it's just one hell of a ride. It does have a bit of a lull um, after the basically after the main action sequence where they attack the Gorilla rebel base, and after that, they kind of go through a bit of a slow patch. But then it really ramps up basically when it's um just Dutch, uh, Gonzalez, the girl's name I can't remember the girl's name. Apologies, Anna. And Anna, yeah, and um, uh, Rodriguez before he gets blasted, um, or Ramirez, sorry, before he gets blasted. So it it could be it kind of does have a bit of a slow pacing or a pacing issue. I feel in between those sort of the I guess the closing of the first act. And the beginning of the last act, but whatever. I mean, fuck. It's a Blu-ray. Just skip a couple of chapters.
1: Um. No, nah, I mean, I don't even think it's that bad, Sam. Because pretty much they um, they get Anna, they go, um, and it, it's barely. It's, well, when I rewatched it, it, just it's barely nothing. There's a bit of plot in there, not much. Bit of tension between Dylan, um, and then it isn't long because as that. As that those scenes are playing out, you've got that heat vision, you've got the predator, so they're they're building that tension towards what the hell is this heat vision crap? Um, what is this thing moving in the trees? Why is Billy spooked? And then the action happens. Hawkins is the first to go, and then it just nonstop all the way to the all the way to the end. So you almost need that that bit of breather between that first action sequence. And then the first death, because once that first death happens, it just doesn't stop.
0: Um, yeah, I mean that's you that needs a breather. But I, <laughs> I like, I like, I don't mind um, films that just grab you by the balls and don't let go, like um, the raid and that sort of stuff, where it's just action, 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 action. But I mean, to your point, it isn't that bad, but it is for me, it's noticeable, and it's kind of the only time uh, when I watch this film, I kind of. It's just, I, I kind of fast-forward or flick through those segments till I get to the sequences that I like. Um, So let's talk about the aesthetics and and basically the design of the Predator itself. Now I've got a fun fact for you. Whoa. And you probably already know this because you know a lot about films, but did you know? Did you know? That
1: when it snows.
0: (laughs) But um, did you know that James Cameron had a hand or uh, provided, uh, I guess, feedback... On the actual look of the predator, and the well, actually, funny,
1: sto- funny story, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. What a jerk. <laughs> I, I, I do know this story, but I have said enough. I will let you tell this story. Go on.
0: Okay, so basically, whilst on the flight, um, during uh, when I, when James Cameron was um, producing Aliens, the alien sequel. Um the designer of the predator was kind of sketching for ideas about how to how this predator should look and basically um, james cannon kind of made a comment that he always wanted to see a monster with the, the mandibles or the or the the kind of the way the mouth opens up and and winston kind of just added the the look of it and the, the final drawing was based on some of the feedback from James Cameron. I mean, that's not much of a story, but yeah, James Cameron kind well, of gave the idea.
1: Yeah, well, that's right. Um, I re rewatched that clip uh, from my DVD collection, I um, have uh, the special edition Predator thing I bought when I was like, I don't know, 14 or whatever. Um, that story is right. Now, do you know why Stan Winston was even involved in this? Because he originally was not involved in the creation of the Predator.
0: Um, not from memory. I think it was just something to do with the studio, just not having confidence in
1: the, in the, uh, well, in the, the director, predator, the original predator was shit. Yeah. So The original costume and design, when it came out of the box, the director, everybody was like, Oh my God, what the hell is this? Um, then Arnie, because of his work on the Terminator was good friends with Stan Winston. Stan Winston, as a favour to Arnie, jumped on board of uh, on this project. And on the plane ride over, that's where that story, he was sitting next to James Cameron, and that's when James said, you know, I'd really like to see something with mandibles. And he was like, hmm, that's a good idea. Quickly sketch it down. So that's how those stories intertwine.
0: And James Cameron, like he was throughout the um, 70s, 80s, and 90s, was on point. So the character design of the Predator is probably one of the most iconic alien designs, period. Would you say, Anthony, your expert opinion that the design of the Predator beats the Xenomorph of the alien in Aliens?
1: Ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. alien versus Predator already. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't like that freaking penis look. Um,
0: <laughs> it's a bit phallic The <laughs> Alien and Aliens is a bit phallic That's why Dave probably likes those films Because he just loves all the penis imagery
1: And the vagina opening up And suffocating a face um, Yeah, look It's uh, I, The Xenomorph to me is scary Don't get me wrong And I do like the Xenomorph But I just like that Predator a bit better I think it's just a bit It's just cooler looking Let's face it The Predator is just cool um, and then all the like Predator 2 came started coming out with the individual designs of different predators. So you got the older predators with the cool masks. Um, and Predators, uh, the 2011 sequel came out with even more designs. So I think there's more you can do with the Predator. But the, the basic design of it is, yeah, it just to me is, is better than the Xenomorph.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Xenomorph is looks really cool um, in the setting of space. And in dark cor- corridors and in you know spaceships, I don't have a lot of lightning. Lightning. Lighting. <laughs> um, but if you were to, say, take that out and put it into, like, the cold light of day, like they kind of did in um, Prometheus, oh. it doesn't look – it just looks like a monster. It's, like, a bit uh, – oh. and you can't really you, see, you, what, you can't really see what's example. going on, if that makes sense, because it's all kind of the same color. Um, oh. And it's just – I don't know. Besides the face – it just looks
1: a bit, yeah. Oh, Sam, you pretty much, you've just described uh, Alien versus Predator Requiem. So you could not see, well, one, the brothers, Strauss, or whoever they are, they, um, I don't know, they made the movie really dark. Um, but the alien, they put a, so I don't know if you've seen the movie, Sam. So I, I have, pretty much. I have. Yeah, so the alien comes, is, is on Earth, is, you know, with the Predator and the alien or whatever the fuck that thing was and they're running around earth causing trouble they just looked so out of place and like just not scary at all so that's exactly what you're talking about that oh, alien no. needs to be in space in a ship in dark corridors not yeah, the yeah
0: it's it's there's a bit of a jump factor with it because that all the power is punched like it all comes from through in the face and the visual and particularly when that little I don't know, that little the, – the mini dick out of the big dick comes out and, you know, <laughs> with the little claws. Like, you know, if you look at it, it like Aliens is one of my – is another favorite of mine and that scene where Ripley has to go fight the queen and it's like, mm. eh, yeah, we get it. It's a puppet. Like, you know what I mean? It's like – it just looks like a weird alien bug. Like, it's not – I don't know. It's not as – if I came across a predator, a predators like you said, seven foot tall, it pretty much um, looks like a humanoid shape. And then it has that weird-looking mouth and the eyes that are just so, like, just, like, hypnotic, the way they look. And they, they suck you in. And you just realize, yep, I'm dead. Like, <laughs>
1: like Yeah, oh, oh, but the other cool thing about the Predator is it has a personality. Um, you oh, see that's it right. When, it's a
0: human. It's yeah. a humanoid. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you see it when it, it shoots the um, that possum instead of Arnie. And it, like, you know, kind of it just looks defeated and upset and you know he's kind of throwing a mini tantrum in his in his posture um and then you know predator 2 he's clearly fucking with danny glover was like what's some candy like (laughs) you know the the predator i mean to to me the predator is a character the xenomorph is a monster um and yeah the two you know should face each other or whatever you know that's great but you the predator beats the xenomorph in regards to a movie monster
0: I agree because even like in, in the Alien film, um, the guys and I know. Sorry, we did promise that this Alien would be the next flashback, but circumstances got out of our control. But huh. the guys aren't even scared of it, other than to the fact that oh, what the fucks this thing, kill it. Like you know what I mean? It's like, it's look, it's a big cockroach. <laughs> um, yeah. Whereas, special forces guys are intimidated by this thing that's hunting them silently and it can't be seen. And I don't know, I just think aesthetically, if I put the two next to each other, the design of the Predator, and I'm so glad they went for a humanoid look, just for me is more intimidating than the Xenomorph. And when it comes to Aliens v. Predator, I think hands Mm. down the look of the alien goes, ting, Predator. Predator wins that round. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll, before we jump in, thought I just wanted to make a couple of other comments, um, and then I got a few other things that we we'll, we'll talk about. Yeah, go, um,
1: go for it! I'll be here when you need me. <laughs> it's
0: good to know. Good to know. <laughs> Unlike you, Dave, Are you listening, Dave? You're never there for me, Dave. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm the, just gonna put this on mute.
0: <laughs> so the the film itself, uh, like we mentioned at the top of this podcast, it was a bit of a hit, um, but it didn't it it didn't have the like the wild success as it as you think it would. And most of that sort of fandom grew around it through the um, video market or the yeah, direct, you know, take-home video market. So, Anf, um my question to you is, in 1987, what do you think or where do you think this film came in in terms of old-time domestic gross, domestic being America?
1: Uh, is this when I delay the answer while I'm Googling it? <laughs> no, give me oh the fucking...
0: Do you think it made, okay, do you think it made the top five oh. films of all time, of, of 1987? Top 10, uh, top 15? I want,
1: look, look, I want, to, I want to say yes, but I want to say no. So I'm just going to say maybe. No, I'll say yes. I'll say top it made five. at least top five, yeah. And do you reckon no, we'll, top 10? I'm going to say no now. Correct. <laughs> it <laughs> yeah. came
0: in at a respectable 12th. So, do you know what the highest-grossing film was of 1987? No. Uh, and this is domestic gross, just to remind everyone. It was Three Men and a Baby.
1: <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah,
0: exactly. And nobody gives a fuck about that film in 2018. Trust me. Um, so, so that's kind of it. Kind of had a really big weekend opening weekend, but then just died in the ass, pretty much, um, on the back of some pretty negative reviews. Um, but I, I guarantee, if you look at all the films above it in that list, uh, there's Beverly Hills Cop 2, which is probably still a fan favorite. Mm. Um, there's Lethal Weapon, definitely one of my favorite, another fan mm-hmm. favorite. Dirty Dancing, uh, that's a fan favorite.
1: And <laughs> of, the, of Dave's. No. Of,
0: oh, of everyone's. And, 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 <laughs> and then, then this. So like Three Men and a Baby, nobody cares about. Fatal Attraction was a good film for the time. But again, I don't doubt anyone cares about that film now. Um, you know, the Untouchable, Secret of My Success. I mean, these films are good films, but uh, do they have the, the, the longevity that the Predator does? I don't, well, I don't let me just so. ask
1: you. Let me just ask you a question, Sam. Do any of these movies Anthony, have this a is sequel? My goddamn podcast, all right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I'm asking, Yeah, but I'm going to ask you a question, man. So you just sit back, put yourself on mute, and then answer when it's your time. Do any of these movies have a sequel coming out? in 2018, a direct sequel to their 1987 counterparts? Answer that question. No. Yes, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right.
0: And then that leads us to, the, I think, the point you wanted to jump into about the shitty sequels that stem from this iconic film. All right. Anth, so we had Predator 2. We had Predator vs. Alien. We had Predator vs. Alien the one you just said, Requiem or whatever it's called.
1: a piece of shit.
0: And we had, I think it was called Predators, the one with... Yeah. Um, Adrian Brody. Yeah, I was going to say, Lawrence Fishburne.
1: Yeah, well, he and was in it.
0: Out of all those sequels, so that's four sequels, none of them were any good. <laughs> well, I am
1: going to disagree with
0: you there, Sam. Okay, <clears throat> far away. You know, give it
1: to me. I will. I'll give it to you. I'll get that right hook. I'll bitch slap you like the Predator, bitch slap Danny. So, um, Predator 2, um, I mean, bigger Danny Glover fan, but Predator 2, it wasn't, it was a fun movie. It was a fun movie. They did go a bit overboard with some of the scenes, especially when the Predator was in the subway, then all of a sudden he had superpowers and you know, bullets wouldn't harm it. It's like, well, how, how did it bleed to begin with and all that stuff? Um, so there were moments in Predator 2 that shouldn't have been there. But overall, it was a fun film and, uh, you know, it's rewatchable. I wouldn't say it's good, but it's it's rewatchable. You know what?
0: No, you got a good point. Um, I think that um, Predators, it's got a lot of bullshit in it. Like that whole gang war fight sequence, whatever. It's all a bit, that's all garbage. And it introduces new rules, which are garbage. Mm. And they're just like, you know... As it another, over, rest- over, there's another over, wrestling over, term It's just for cheap pops. They just want a cheap pop, but it doesn't really over, land.
1: Overcomplicated the story as well. Oh, Stan, it's so bizarre. The Predator, the cops think, Predator yeah. was good. It the just cops, me, The cops think. They're
0: hun- <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <geez, laughs> go. Fuck Go. Sake. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> the, the, the cops think <laughs> that they're hunting a serial killer, but then Danny Glover, whatever, finds out it's an alien. And I think you, you could remake that film and that premise. Today, quite easily, um, but the only thing that doesn't really stack up is that if the predator is designed to hunt, you'd have to you'd have to tackle this some way. To like, why doesn't it just kill everybody in the city? As opposed to why is it target specific people? So it's how would the like how would the predator know who to target? Whereas in the jungle, it's quite clear that the ship just lands in the jungle. I think it might even crash land. I'm not sure, but it just lands in the jungle, and it sees these guys with weapons or things that it acknowledges as weapons, and then decides to hunt them. Whereas, in Predators, its targets, the weight targets its next victims or the weight targets its hunts. It's a bit like it just doesn't really make sense. It's oh, like very wow. random the pattern. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. That's when it overcomplicated it um, with that. I mean, you could always argue that the Predator was watching them, but then uh, it doesn't really make too much sense because one scene in that movie that I never understood is Danny Glover is pointing a gun square on with the Predator. So at that point, I mean, the Predator's just killed pretty much anybody. You know that he that he came across. So why is he not shooting Danny Glover in the head and Stop collecting saying. him as yeah. a trophy? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Actually, funny thing though is like Predator. Um, it was like a like an old school action jungle uh, army film, and this alien jumps in there. And then Predator Two is like a cop drama, like it's like Lethal Weapon with an alien. So they should have kept that theme going. <laughs> they could much. have made a, they could have made like a romantic comedy as part three, and had the alien in there. You know, like it would have been good. But anyway, like, like this
0: one is pure cult. Like nobody really, like you have to have this one on, on video to even yeah. kind of know about it. It's pure cult. Um, and the other ones, I don't even really like the Alien vs Predator. The first one was so boring. It was just flat out so boring. Mm. trying to do too much world building and mythology about, you know, the Arctic and this is a ritual of the Predators and and linking the worlds bizarrely, but that, you know, so the Predators hunt the aliens in a ritual. Ah, who cares? Boring.
1: Uh, The best best part about that was there were some decent fight scenes between the aliens and the Predators, especially when they first got it on. Um, But unfortunately that lasted, you know, A few minutes, and the rest of the eighty whatever minute runtime was just yeah, as you said, just boring.
0: And to be honest, I didn't find Aliens vs Predator Recream any better. Um,
1: Oh, that was shit, Sam. (laughs) I I, want to go on a rant about this movie. Firstly, all right, and and I'll I'll make it quick. Those (laughs) motherfuckers, no, those motherfuckers that made that movie deserve to be shot. All right, the amount of like the kid violence, the kid gore, freaking impregnating a pregnant woman with all these fucking chest bursters, you sick freaks. Go fuck yourselves. Stop ruining my freaking fran- the my favorite franchises. Go jump off a cliff, you motherfuckers. Next. <laughs> um,
0: fair enough. Um, yeah, it's just shit. It was just boring as fuck. Like, here's the thing. I understand it's very hard to make a movie where one alien doesn't talk and the other alien doesn't talk but you can't make the humans protagonists you've sure. got to let kind of have have them being bystanders otherwise it's not alien vs predator it's humans versus aliens and predators like it doesn't it doesn't quite stack yeah. up
1: well, if so, you look at the other two movies the alien uh franchise so alien and aliens all uh, right and then predator and yes predator 2 to some extent they had likable characters and they had characters and they had actors that could actually act and you know characters that people could believe and relate to um even though they were far out like dutch and everything you could still yeah like they're, they're a good bunch of bros i like that i like that camaraderie but with the alien vs predator movies especially requiem it was just a b grade it was like a b grade slasher film um that was felt like i was watching i know what you did last summer um but with a freaking alien and predator in there
0: Funny story, yeah. Guy wrote Aliens vs Predator uh, Rick Cream, uh, has been hired by James Cameron to write the uh, or to work on the four sequels to Avatar. So, there you go. Enough said. Second, enough said.
1: Let me get a mind, BB.
0: (laughs) Um, all right, and then lastly, it was Predators, the last one. Um, yeah, I know I saw that one in the movies, uh, in the actual theater, and it was just did you see that with me? No, nah, no, nah, I saw it with another my, my group of mates. And w- one mate got upset because I was saying this is dumb. He was like, oh, you know, it's not, it's Predator, it's good. But it was, it was trash, it was fucking garbage. And mm. the thing that pissed me off the most is that, I'm going to go on a rant now, is that this film was originally Predators, was originally meant to be directed by Robert Rodriguez. But then Robert Rodriguez kind of got cold feet and then he just went stayed on as a producer And this film was obviously um, basically a mishmash of ideas and aesthetics because what you thought was just a bunch of mercenaries kind of like the first one walking through the jungle, turns out they're on a distant planet and they're being, they got taken from Earth and put onto this planet and they're being hunted by the predators. And it kind of really drew the science fiction in the series, um, whereas Predator and Predator Two, always trying to ground it in um, in reality a bit more and give that um, sort of real life perspective to it. So I mean, look, and it, it had some weird linking, in, like like they tried to. I think they brought back the girl Anna or something. She she was one of the survivors of the original. No, wasn't she? So, some of them were connected to the original ones. Like, some no. were. Yeah, they were.
1: None of, none of them were connected to the original one. The girl, um, I don't have IMDb open in front of me, so just bear with me. The girl um, that was in Predators, she came from the same village or area. Yeah, that's the same she, thing. That's and what I'm talking knew, about. She knew the story. She yeah, knew the story. Talking, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, there's some, they try to link it
0: with. Like, it was just. I don't know. It is very clear that this was a, com- a film by committee and that's why it wasn't didn't come off um it hadn't it just didn't have any substance to it. He didn't care. I mean Adrian Brody was miscast. I mean, he might be a good actor, but he's not an, and he's not an action star. Um Topher Grace. Oh my god, I want to like it was just weird. I mean, Danny Trejo, he, yeah, that's the kind of, you know, actors you want. Lawrence Fishburne was actually pretty cool. His character is probably you know, the only saving grace of the film. It just wasn't entertaining at the end of the day. Um, so it was pretty, it's like, a, I don't know, it's hard to explain. It was just like, yeah, it was just a meh effort.
1: Okay, so that's, that's, that's your opinion and you're entitled to it. Um, you're wrong. But I, look, I don't think it was a fantastic movie by any stretch of imagination. I thought it was entertaining, I thought it was good, and I thought it was well rounded. I, again, yeah, Adrian Brody, yes, he was miscast, but by God, this is a pretty good six pack in that movie. Um, and, but I kind of like that idea of the title. What is the title? The title is Predators. Is that the alien or is that the people they brought onto the planet? I think they could have expanded a bit more on those characters a little bit. I did, um, I did like, uh, which character was it? Hanzo, the, um, the Yakuza guy. And the one thing I did really enjoy about that movie, Sam, And uh, everyone I've spoken to says the same thing, is that we finally, with the tease from Billy, the tease from King Willy, we finally got to see the fight. What happens when someone goes one-on-one with a blade of some kind. So that was was really cool. The katana fight. Boring.
0: Boring. Um, Yeah, I don't care. My My feelings are crushed. Where's the fucking Dutch? You know what I mean? Just how hard is it to put it back into the jungle? They're going back. In 1987, they encountered a predator.
1: They're going well, back. Well, you've got your dream, mate. Because the rumor, right. ha- the rumor mill is that they're doing reshoots right now for the 2018. It got pushed back, Sam. It was meant to come out in February this year. It's meant to come out now, this month. Yeah, and it's been pushed back to August because apparently there's reshoots. And rumor is it that somebody is back you see what
0: has i did there has to <laughs> be cuz okay so this this whole conversation about sequels leads up to the big the big uh the big topic is that there's meant to be a 2018 predator film coming out um directed by Shane Black who played Hawkins in the original and Shane Black makes fantastic films i'm a really big fan mm-hmm. of his his work and mm-hmm. particularly his screenplays and he's written this film um and I guess the question I had for you, Anth, was what do you think this film's going to be like? I mean, let's let's hypothesize and, and talk about and give us some Predator predictions.
1: Well, firstly, I got to say um, the cast. I'm looking at the cast. I, I like. I do know a few of them, um, and I do like the few that I know. But there's a lot of fresh faces in there. So who
0: like who? There's heaps of like. Okay, let's look through the cast. Um, Boyd Holbrook. Fair enough. Never heard of that guy. Livia Mum. Yeah, she's pretty popular. I know, I know St- some of the Sterling
1: work. Sterling K. Brown? Never heard of that guy.
0: Um, who else? Keegan Michael Key. Never heard of him.
1: Uh,
0: yeah, you're right. It's pretty unknown cast. But that means it doesn't necessarily mean anything. I mean...
1: No, Yav- no, no. I know. Yvonne
0: wh- Strahovski, I've heard of before. Mm. Um, I mean, look. The thing I have faith in... The reason why I have so much faith is because of Shane Black. I mean, Shane mm-hmm. Black's... um. Filmography is, for my money, one of the best. He's had the most hits for my taste out of pretty much anyone in in Hollywood history. Um, Like, he wrote Lethal Weapon, and I love that film. Uh, He was brought on to Predator for, like, a script supervisor, but he actually got cast. Um, He, you know, wrote Lethal Weapon 2, The Last Boy Scout, Last Action Hero, Long Kiss Goodnight, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, um... And the nice guys. I know not, not many people like that, but I mean, he writes cool films. We um, get it.
1: You got you got a hard
0: on for Shane Black. We get it. <laughs> I, I he's mean, good. He's good. Uh, have he? But I mean, Marvel uh, was it Iron Man three? Wasn't that great? But that's okay. It's all good. Um, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. I, I'm not really into Iron Man. So anyway, um, but the the point is, the guy knows particularly how to how to write dialogue, and he's set in that old school um frame of mind where men are men sort of thing so you get that kind of um, basically you get dialogue that might seem a bit ancient by today's standards but that that I kind of like where it's very one guy is macho one guy's a like a loose cannon or or like a slapstick sort of comedian and and they just bounce off each other I mean you look at nice guys that's pretty much how, how nice guys was was you know Russell Crowe's character was the hard-ass and um, Ryan Gosling's character was, you know, the comedic effect. And and it, I just find that his ability to create an engaging story and if he's truly given that opportunity, you're going to get something unique in this Predator film. I think so.
1: I think Pred- Predator's lacking that, that strong sequel that, you know, Terminator had. Alien had, and then you've got Predator, which is in, like one of the uh, the big '80s movies, but it just doesn't have that sequel. You know, it's got a whole heap of shit in between. So let's hope that this is the uh, this is the bread that holds in that shit sandwich. I really and, hope, so. Uh, I really hope and, so. I really, and so. I really and hope so. Get... And that's good.
0: Yeah, I really hope we get more of these films because I mean I know 20th Century Fox is going to get sold to Disney, and that might put the kibosh on these sort of future films, but Fuck man, it'd be so good. If we so good if we if he just knocks it out of the park and we just get a couple more of these things where it's just action and violence and a bit of gore and just at the end of the day it's something else other than a fucking superhero film. It'll be so much better.
1: Oh man, and I think just the the characters alone, man, like if they can recreate that magic because Predator One is so simple. It's uh six or whatever guys well, in a yeah. jungle with an yeah. alien. That's right, the but thing, they though. made the, they made the movie. If they the can f- capture that lightning, put it in a bottle, we got magic, mate. Well, uh, the thing is, though, the reason why
0: that first one was so good is because, like as we mentioned, that the, those six characters or so, oh, seven guys in the special forces team are so good. They have so much chemistry, and they have so much backstory, and they have well fleshed out, good dialogue, good interactions. Predator Two suffered from that. It didn't really have a good cast. Gary Busey was just a fucking high as a kite co- on cocaine, obviously. And <laughs> Predator Alien vs Predator and Alien vs Predator Two, requiem whatever. Uh, I mean, again, cast of unknowns, but the actual characters I'm talking about, the characters were just oh, the, van- the characters vanilla. Were vanilla, and mm. that's what I kind of got with Predators. Is that the the I, um, Adam was it Adrian or Adam Brody whatever his name is the Brody one Adrian Adrian Brody is that they're like oh this guy's a ninja oh no this guy's a wisecracker you know what I mean they just kind of they tried to recapture what they got in the first one but the first one was pretty much lightning in a bottle and it was very obvious that this is just oh, and this guy's special skill set is this and this guy's special and it was just like oh that's what the character is, is there's nothing more to it
1: and yeah, they did they that. did try a bit they tried a bit hard with that. they did kind of force that down do You know, really,
0: that's why I didn't like it. It doesn't make any sense. It's like you can't have that be the sole feature of the character. Just because you can't have, oh, he's a he's a Yakuza and it's good with knives. Oh, okay. You can't have that as the as that that's it. It would be cool if he had like you gotta give him more. You gotta give him more of uh I don't know, a reason to be in the in the situation and just have more depth to the character other than he's cool because he's got swords. Who cares? Like, who cares? Any idiot can have swords and learn swords. Who cares?
1: Uh, Yeah, but Sam, he took his shoes off because he didn't want to get them dirty. He showed respect. (laughs) It's all right. You don't understand, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, Shane Black
0: can do that. That's my point. He can flesh out and give us good characters and I'm confident he's going to give us at least a competent film.
1: Oh, I'm confident that, yeah, it'll be... no. It should be good. It should be good. It's um, it's a film that we've all been waiting for, and I think he's got a lot of pressure. Uh, but he's but come on, man, It's Shane Black. I think he can do it.
0: And that one last thing on it, um, is it set in the city because the poster looks like it's in the city.
1: I was looking at that. I was just flicking through the the photos. There's not much information about this movie um, out at the moment, but it looks like it's. Uh, it doesn't look like city. It it looks like third world. Um, hold on one second. Sorry, guys. You can probably hear that massive vibrating. I'm a volunteer firefighter, and apparently something's going down. Let me turn this off. Sorry. <laughs> God damn, it. I'm not God damn it. it. I
0: can't be part editing. This is staying in, all right? God damn uh, it. I staying
1: in. No, no, they need to know. They need to know that I'm a real-life hero. Anyway, <clears throat> um, self-promotion there. Um I forget what I was talking about. Yeah, it looks like it's in some sort of like, to me, some sort of third, not third world, but like a rundown city. So uh, I'm thinking that maybe they're like troops in like Iraq or somewhere, maybe, or or something like that. That's what I'm thinking. They're going to pick somewhere hot. um, They're going to pick somewhere current. And I reckon they'll run with that.
0: Yeah, that's a pretty good guess. That's a pretty good guess. I, I wouldn't disagree with that logic. Alright, listeners, uh, we've been going on for about an hour now, so let's maybe time to wind this thing up. Um, Mm. For me, this movie is one of the most iconic, ultimate action sci-fi pieces of all time. Subsequently, we touched on it briefly, Alien vs. Predator, the second or the film that I also hold very near and dear to my heart, and it's another sci-fi action film, Aliens, the James Cameron sequel to Ridley Scott's Alien. If you had to put the film's side by side or if I had a gun to your head and I said pick one which film would you pick this is Predator or Aliens
1: if you had a gun to my head i
0: I had a gun to your head
1: uh, oh come on man fuck um oh <laughs> uh, okay okay I'll I'm give you so time good. to I'm think gonna, I'll, no, I'll I'll give... I'm going with Predator you with Predator yeah good boy I'm good boy
0: Predator. Aliens is another cool action sci-fi film and it does definitely, definitely have a lot of noteworthy and iconic um, scenes and aesthetics that you just knock it out of the park. But for me, my money is on this, this cast, the cast, bring like to, not to drive uh, a point home too much, but the cast make this film so enjoyable. And when you, when you try to make sequels to a film of, of, of that magnitude, it's always going to be difficult because you're literally trying to capture that chemistry. And there's something about, I don't know what it was, like in the 80s when you had all those beefed up wrestlers and you had all these beefed up action heroes, just watching two alpha males trying to out-alpha out, out alpha each other. There's just something fun in that. And it's, it's just a chemistry and a dynamic that I very much enjoy.
1: Yeah, but Aliens is just such a good movie, though. Damn, it. it is. I'm not saying it is, but I'm saying <laughs> I, know, that I know. I don't know. It's, just a, it's so, that's like, oh my god. What do you like better, chocolate or chocolate? Like, you motherfucker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but no, look, I agree with everything you've just um, said in the past few minutes. You know, Predator. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fanboy's dream. It's a, uh, you know, when you're. A, I, I don't know. It's a bloke thing as well. You're right. All the the muscles, everyone doing their thing. Dylan, you son of a bitch, you know. Um, Predator is, to me, is more enjoyable. I think it also fits with my ADD-like tendencies where I just need to go bang, 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 bang. Aliens, again, is, is another must for film. But when we get into uh, the franchise, hopefully soon, um, we'll be able to talk about why that is, and it's it is for very different reasons than Predator.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, the thing is with Aliens, right? Is that I was never a, that big a fan of the other films. So my only film that I really loved is Aliens. The Alien was okay. I mean, it was enjoyable. It's a good film. Just Alien. Sleep. A- Alien Three is fucking boring. Alien Four is okay as well. It's nothing fantastic, and the um. Like the Prometheus and I, don't even, I haven't even seen Alien Covenant. Sorry. I'm just not I'm, – yeah, I'm not, I'm not into it, right? I'm flat out just not into it. I just like Aliens. If you gave me a sequel, and I've said this – I can't remember how many times I've said this on this goddamn podcast. If you gave me a sequel to Aliens where it's Space Marines taking or confronting uh, a hive of the Xenomorphs, then I'm going to watch that and I'm probably going to love it. But if you okay. keep trying to give me different interpretations of, oh, no, it's, you know, what is an alien?
1: Uh, I'm just not, I'm not. You don't have my $17, you know what I mean? So, Sam, Sam let me ask you a question. So, we talked about the shitty Alien versus Predator. Alien versus Predator obviously had its own uh, world where it had its comic books and everything like that. So, if you had the colonial marines, okay, facing off with the Predators and the aliens at the same time, the Xenomorphs the Predator, would you pay your hard-earned dollars to go see that movie? So it would be a sequel to your Aliens, but it would have your Predator in there as well.
0: Mm, probably not. It, it, probably not, depending on who's doing it. Because let's be honest, like, like I said, for reasons, it's very hard to get that kind of film. Oh, all
1: right. You know what? Stop being such a, a bitch about it. Well, I, have- okay. Yeah, yes, but you, okay. You know got- what?
0: No, I re- I re- can't. I probably would. Okay, but you'd have to it, it'd have to be a good fucking director and have to have a cast that I that I know, and it'd have to have a cool trailer. Because if they didn't have a, had a shit trailer like all these other fucking Aliens vs Predator films,
1: yes. I'd be out. I'd be out. Done. Yes, and I, I agree with you a hundred percent. But the point that I was trying to bring across before I got all hostile there was they had that opportunity and they blew it. And and just think of where this franchise may be now if they stuck to that mythos of the colonial marines taking on these two freaking, uh, you know, these two iconic villains more or less. I just think that's a good thing to think about.
0: And uh, you're not wrong and it's a good point to end on. So with that said, Predator, 1987, Arnold Schwarzenegger, What's Not to Love?, do yourself a favor, guys. Check this film out. Get it on Blu-ray. Get it on DVD. Actually, the Blu-ray looks amazing. They did a really good job with that, and they um the the jungle looks really yeah it pops, man. Absolutely pops. If you mm-hmm. got a if you got a 1080 TV or 4K, whatever
1: bullshit, it pops. Um, get it on Blu-ray because the is kind of sucky.
0: Yeah, I think the DVD was like literally just a straight rip from VHS to digital digitalized version of a VHS because it, it looks grainy as hell. Yeah. Um, check this one out guys it's a, t- a fucking big tick if you haven't you'll love it a guaranteed instant classic with that in mind and thanks for joining me
1: well thank you thank and, you sorry uh, I got a bit passionate but I do love this movie
0: and what's okay I love passion and until next week listeners thanks